0: St. Leo 360, a 360-degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. My name is Greg Lindberg. Here on this episode of the podcast... We are speaking to a triple alumna of St. Leo University, and her name is Dr. Julianne Usry, and she is currently an assistant principal at Pasco Middle School. Dr. Usry, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me today, Greg.
0: Absolutely, really appreciate your time here, and I know we've got quite a bit to get into. Um, As I mentioned at the top, you've gotten several degrees from St. Leo, um, so I have quite a few questions about just your St. Leo experience and certainly how those degrees have benefited you in your career.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: So let's just kick things off here with the personal background of yourself. Talk to me about where you currently reside, uh, family, and any kind of personal background you want to mention.
1: Sure. So um, I am 35. I have two kids, um, one in middle school and one in elementary school. Uh, married to my wonderful husband, Ryan, um, who's been really supportive through all of my educational experiences at St. Leo um, and all the different uh, job titles I've taken um, since I started at St. Leo as a, uh, I was actually a business major originally and then switched over to education. And so he's been very supportive of that entire process. Um, I currently live in Landau Lakes and I've lived there um, about 10 years. Um, and then I'm also a Pasco County graduate. Um, so I went to school at Land Lakes High School, and uh, middle school at Pineview Middle School, and um, elementary at Denim Oaks. And so I've been in Florida uh, since I was ten. I was originally born in Michigan. Um, and so that's a little bit about me.
0: Gotcha. Very interesting. Uh, so we, before we get into St. Leo, let's just start briefly with your career. Just talk to me about your career history and the roles that you have held uh, in education.
1: So I started uh, my career originally, like I said, in, in the business world. Um, I worked for a life insurance company. Um, while I was working at MetLife, I started working with the Junior Achievement Program and going into inner city schools in Hillsborough County to teach uh, high school students about why it's important to stay in school and get an education. And so during that process, um, at the time, I was thinking about switching over to St. Leo. I was at uh, Pasco-Hernando State College at the time. And so switching over to St. Leo to complete a degree in education based off the experiences that I had had through the Junior Achievement Program, it was um, a very fulfilling program. And I realized that sitting in a cubicle um, at MetLife is probably not going to be uh, the end all career for me. And so I decided that I wanted to go into education. I began my educational uh, career in the internship program through St. Leo um, in the education program. And I actually did my internship here as a teacher at Pasco Middle School. And so after um, I completed my internship, I had received a position here at Pasco Middle, and I had also received a position at Sunlake High School. And so I ended up going over to Sunlake High School. It was closer to my house. Um, At Sunlake, I taught ninth grade language arts, and I also taught theater and debate. And so I was at Sunlake High School for about eight years. Um, At the time, um, I was working on my ed leadership degree from St. Leo. I completed that degree and took my Feely exam and um, was able to pass the exam and move into an administrator role. Uh, The first job that I had was at Cypress Creek Middle High School, and that's in Wesley Chapel. And then um, when Cypress Creek Middle School opened in its own building during COVID, um, I moved over to that building and opened that brand new school um, in 2020. And then um, last May, I decided that I wanted to learn a little bit more about Title I, And so then I decided to come over to Pasco Middle School so that I could learn a different facet of our district so that I could be more prepared um, for future career in Pasco County. My plan um, right now, I'm in the the principal pool. And so my hope is to be a principal soon. And then um, one day, I'd like to be an assistant superintendent for Pasco County Schools. And so I figured it would be very wise of me to have some Title I knowledge um, so that one day when I support principals that I would have knowledge of all the different uh, pieces of Pasco County.
0: Wow, very interesting. So you really have been exposed to just about every aspect of education, it sounds like. Uh, So let's dive into St. Leo. So just thinking back, how did you initially discover St. Leo University, and what was it about the university that appealed to you?
1: I think for St. Leo, um, you know, at the time I was looking at both St. Leo and University of Tampa, I was looking to go to a private school with much smaller class sizes. Um, I had heard some really good feedback about St. Leo's programs and placing um, first year interns um, as far as getting teaching jobs pretty quickly. And so I found that to be the case. Um, myself and my very small cohort, we all became teachers um, within six months of each other. That was one of the things that you know the program allowed for me to come out with a reading and an ESOL endorsement, um, which made me a little bit more marketable than some of the other universities at the time. And so that was one of the main reasons why I picked St. Leo. Um, I drove by St. Leo frequently. My grandfather used to live out here in Zephyr Hills and we used to play golf um, at the Abbey. And so that's really how I had found out about the university originally. And then again, investigating some of those programs and the success of those programs for placing brand new teachers. And um, I did find that that was the case for me. Um, I was hired in in April uh before I graduated. So I actually um had the job over at sun lake High School uh, before I actually finished the degree. I started as like a sub for 2 weeks until I finished the degree and then I had the the teaching position.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So kind of specifically focusing on the Doctor of Education, the EdD program, um let's just chat about uh as far as when you actually started that program and then getting into specific courses and faculty that stood out to you.
1: Sure, absolutely. So I started um, I finished the program in December of this year, or of last year. And so I was in the program for about, I took about three and a half years, including the dissertation to complete the program. Um, I found several of the courses to be really engaging. They were very relatable to what I was doing in my work as an assistant principal. And so I was able to take a lot of the knowledge that I was learning in that class, apply it to some of the things that I was doing at work, which also made it you know a little bit Um, less taxing completing some of the assignments because it was real work that I was doing. Um, In my dissertation, I was able to use a lot of the material from that um, to provide some trainings within our school district and things like that. Um, I focused my dissertation, I might be jumping to another question here, but (laughs) focused my dissertation on professional development needs for algebra teachers within Pasco County. And so I had conducted a survey and learned a lot of information about what those teachers were really seeking. And so, not only have we been able to apply that, you know, as a district, and then be able to kind of hear what those teachers really needed, but I've also been able to take a lot of the knowledge from that and apply it to other subject areas within my current school and when I was at Cypress Creek Middle. And so, um, I found that to be to make, the relevancy of the program is what made it meaningful as I was going through it. Um, as far as the professors, um, I worked very closely with um, Dr. Fern Afsky. Um, she was my dissertation chair, but also a professor in many of my classes. Um, I first met her in person um, at the summer seminar, and that was a couple of years ago. And um, we hit it off pretty good during there as well. Um, and so I was pretty excited when she became my dissertation chair uh, because I, you know, I think most people that go into a doctorate program really are type A and a lot of times, you know, are very organized and and focused and sometimes maybe a little bit over-focused um, and so she was a great sounding board for me as I was going through the program, kind of helped me realize like, hey, this Sunday morning, you need to spend a little time with family and, and a little less time on this on this particular project right now. Um, and so she was kind of able to, you know, round me out in a lot of ways. Um, she's been very supportive even after I finished the program. Um, there were the nice connection for Pasco County is a lot of the professors that were in the program as adjuncts were are also assistant superintendents here in Pasco County. And so not only did it allow me to get to know those people better, but, you know, it, as far as me going out for principal jobs at this point, um, a lot of the assistant superintendents know who I am now. And so that was definitely something that I think will make me more marketable as a candidate going into the principal pool and then hopefully one day as an assistant superintendent um, for our county and any other you know types of jobs that I may decide to, to go for a while I'm in this county. And so I would say um, Dr. Isle, Dr. Skanga, um, they were extremely helpful when I was getting ready to start my dissertation and kind of bouncing around some ideas. Um, I had met with Dr. Skenga and he had went through a bunch of ideas with me, helped me really narrow my focus. And so I definitely, um, you know, learned a lot through the program, through the professors. Um, everyone that was on my dissertation committee was phenomenal. The president of the university now was on my was on my dissertation committee, and so that was really cool um, to meet him in person during graduation and things like that. And I did like the flexibility of the online program um, because as a working mom. Um, you know, it, it definitely helped give me that flexibility of when I would have some available time, um, you know, to work on assignments and things like that.
0: Sure, sure. Very interesting. And just a little more on, you know, kind of balancing uh, education, work, family, for those out there listening to this that might have kids, you know, might be working full time as well. Any other specific tips, tricks, just in terms of kind of juggling everything and you know, making sure that education is is completed and a big focus.
1: I think for me, it, it was really creating some really sound connections with some of the other people that were in the program with me. So some of those people um, I have developed. I mean, it's a three and a half year program, and then some of them were in the master's program with me as well. So some of them I was with for about five and a half years, uh, building those really solid relationships with those other peers. Uh, we were able to really bounce a lot of ideas off of each other, um, as far as you know, they, some of them have kids, some of them don't, uh, most of them were married, uh, but all of them are either assistant principals or teachers or things like that. And so they're, they're really, I wouldn't say every single person in the same career field. There were some that were not, um, we had some military and things like that, but everybody had a career that they were focusing on that took a lot of their time. And so for me, I did a lot of my, uh, I'm an early riser. So I did a lot of my assignments, uh, pretty early in the morning on the weekends, like before my kids were even out of bed, um, and things like that. Um, my kids, and even my husband, you know, frequently say sometimes I didn't realize you were even in a program um, because I would I would really organize my time to, to force when those things needed to happen versus when those family things need to happen. Um, I know that some people go into the program and it just consumes their family time. Um, and I I forced that family time to still occur. I mean, my kids are in sports and things like that. And so, you know, when they had practice on Wednesdays, like I was at practice on Wednesdays um, and, and, you know, really trying to balance out realizing that a lot of the assignments that are in the program are connected to each other. And so they build on each other as as you're kind of going throughout the program. And so not constantly always reinventing the wheel, but utilizing some of the material that you've already worked on to help, you know as you kind of move to the next step of the program. Um, Those last six months before the dissertation, I mean, were golden for me. All the assignments that I worked on, I was able to take some of those components from those assignments and connect that to what I was putting together in my dissertation. Um, and I think a lot of people go into the dissertation piece thinking that it's going to be, um, extremely time consuming. And as long as you don't wait until the last second to do everything, it does not feel time consuming. It's really breaking up those components and, and following the suggested timeline is really important. If you get behind on that timeline, then you would feel crunched and your family time would be taken away. But, um, so I think for me, it's really it was those components and then also really those great relationships that I was building with my peers.
0: And it sounds like even though this program is predominantly online that you still felt very connected and engaged with your not only faculty, but fellow students as well, correct? That's correct. Nice. Great to hear that.
1: One of them um, that I'm still really connected with, um, she lives in Key West. And I actually went to Key West with my husband this weekend for our anniversary. And um, we met and had lunch. And so... Um, and even that, you know, we saw each other via zoom and we text all the time, but the first time that we had ever met in person was at graduation. And then, you know, to be able to go down there, it was like, I had, I had known her for three and a half years, um, when we went to lunch. And so it, it's the relationship piece is really important. And I know in, in some of the circumstances when we were all having a hard time, um, being able to, to rely on talking to your peers about the challenges that you were facing and realizing that they were, facing those exact same challenges and kind of being like a really great um, sounding board for each other.
0: Sure. Sure. That's fantastic. And just a great little story, like you said about, uh, you know, connecting online for all that time, like so many of us have done in a lot of different ways through the pandemic and whatnot, and then getting the chance to actually meet in person, mm-hmm. I'm sure was, was pretty rewarding. Absolutely. Uh, just a little more on uh, the, the professors and their availability. I know that we really pride ourselves on making professors available to students in small classes. And if you ever had a question or concern or anything, would you say your professors were always pretty responsive?
1: Yes. So I, um, I found... Most of them, you know, gave the cell phone number. So if I had a concern going on, um, you know, I could send them a text and say, hey, you know, I have this going on with a dissertation or, you know, I'm working on this assignment and I'm having a challenge, you know, when, when might you be available? You know, again, I'm flexible with time too. And I think that's important is not waiting until the last second to ask a question um, because they are busy as well. And so really, you know, thinking about if I have an assignment that's due on a Sunday, you know, and I have questions on it on a Wednesday, like that gives that professor some flexibility and time to schedule some time to meet with me. Um, several of them um, would meet with me via Zoom and I could show them what I was working on and with my paper and they could help me and support me with that process. But again, I didn't wait till the last second to do it. And I think that's a, a big component of this is, is not procrastinating until the end, but making sure that you're scheduling that time out for for each piece of life, right? Um And so they were, they were very, very responsive. Um, Some of them very quickly. Um, Some of them may take 24 hours or so, but I've never, I never had an experience. Not one time where I was waiting for an extended period of time for someone to assist me with something if I needed help.
0: Excellent. We really appreciate that feedback. And that's certainly great to hear in terms of your dissertation. I am curious what, what your topic was and just, if you want to elaborate a little more on, you know, how, how you kind of parsed out that, that project and maybe any advice, you know, and for, for anyone considering a doctoral program, uh, just so they understand that it is, you know, doable and it's not like you said, this, this amazingly daunting challenge.
1: Right. So I would say we started the process of the, of actually writing the dissertation probably about six months or so before I finished it. Um, and six months sounds like a really long time, but it's because there's several components that go into it. And so for me, I really wanted to make sure that what I was working on was something that I was very passionate about. Um, The task could become very daunting if it's something that you are not interested in. So for me, my whole career has been about um, teaching, really, and, and in teaching students, but then as I moved into an administrative role, teaching adults. And so my whole dissertation was about professional learning for adults. And the things that they seek in order to make sure that they feel like their professional learning is meaningful. And even, um, I know I had stated earlier in a different question, but it, it's really important to me to make sure that when I'm teaching something to my staff, that it's something that they feel like they can connect to and something that's meaningful for them. And so I spent um, that time really focusing on that particular topic because it meant something to me. I think if I was working on something that was not meaningful, I would have felt that the task was very long. I might have felt like the task was drawn out, boring potentially, but because I picked something that I knew I was actually going to use, it was more of an exciting task more than something that was daunting at that point. So um, I would use some of the things that I was learning as I was going through the program um, with my staff. And then I had that data as well. To be able to kind of share like these were some of the things that the teachers were asking for in their professional learning practices and then here's where the the research that backed that up I would say probably the most challenging part of it was um, collecting all the different components of research there's so much information out there and really narrowing your focus and so I think when a lot of people start the dissertation process they have this big idea and the professors did a really good job in talking about how you know, imagine this as a, a huge pie and you're taking a very tiny, tiny piece of something that other people can still research and that it really needs to to narrow the focus. And so as you're working through those assignments that lead up to the dissertation component, you're focusing on that narrowing piece. And so you might do an assignment where it's really broad and then you realize like, oh, this is going to be too broad when I get into the nitty gritty of this um, dissertation. And so really putting that focus in and then relying on your peers and your professors. And and although my favorite, least favorite part is discussion posts, that's my least favorite part um, of the program. But I think um, those discussions do have relevancy. It gives us an opportunity for us to talk to each other about the different things that we're experiencing as far as looking at research. Sometimes people would send me articles and say, hey, when I was doing my research, I found this and I thought this would be valuable for you. And so, again, that relying on each other. And then as far as like piecing it all together, um, there are the several components that build up the dissertation. And um, I found probably chapter four for me to probably be the most difficult. Um, I don't really know why that was. I think maybe it was because I was getting near the end. Um, But I found that piece to to be a lot. Um, And it took me the longest. I'd say I had the most questions in that area but I felt like the literature review piece was actually probably the easiest, but that's because we practiced it so much. So there were times throughout the program where I felt like things were redundant, but then I realized why they were redundant when I got into the dissertation piece, because it really helped me prepare for each part of those components um, or chapters, if I'm gonna use technical language, um, each part of the chapter, because um, I had practiced those things so many times. Um, And the professors do say that, like, hey, you're going to see this thing and it's going to feel like we've already done this before. And it does feel redundant when you're in the process. But when you go to do dissertation, you're that much more prepared. Right,
0: right. Very interesting. Very well stated. And so in general terms, uh, why would you recommend this Doctor of Education program and then perhaps just St. Leo University in general?
1: So I think when I was going into the program, you know, I had done my my bachelor's and my master's at St. Leo. So I had an idea of the structure of the classes at St. Leo. Um, I really enjoy the flexibility. I would say if anyone is looking to go through a program um, that has a lot of meaning and purpose through an online program, I think that um, the professors in this program really care about the success of the students that are in it. And not that I can speak for any other program at any other school, right? Because I haven't been to any other school. Um, But I will say that, you know, some of the things that I had heard um, where people had gone through doctorate programs at other schools had said that they didn't feel like they had the support of the professors when they were challenged. And I think that the amount of, of overwhelming support that I had um, from my dissertation chair and from the people that were on my committee and the professors that were really following along with what I was doing um, throughout the program, like that was huge for me because we do have very busy lives when you get to this level. Um, you know, when you're in the bachelor's program, not everyone has a, a 40 hour a week job. But when you get to the doctorate level, um, pretty much everyone that was in the program had a 40 plus hour a week job. And so it's really important to have that flexibility that, you know, if, if a Tuesday doesn't work out for me to work on this assignment, like I have a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, and so on. Um, whereas if when if I'm in a program that's in a physical building, and I have some family things come up or things like that, um, you know, or when you have, young children, it's much easier when you have that flexibility um, to do things in the evening or early in the morning or wherever it best fits your schedule, or you can still create that family time. So I feel that that's why I would recommend it to somebody, um, especially um, at a doctorate level, because they probably do have a very high performing job at this point. And so they do need that flexibility.
0: And then to wrap up here, I just wanted you to elaborate a little bit more on uh, you know how not only the CDD program but just the the degrees you've earned from Saint Leo have really benefited you in your career. I know you kind of touched on this before, but uh, if you just want to speak to any kind of specific you know topics and different things that you've been able to apply to your work,
1: sure, absolutely. I think with the bachelor's degree, I know I talked about that one a lot in the beginning of the podcast, but um, really just the program really prepared me to be ready for a job at that moment. Now, every time, you know, that you start a new job, there's obviously going to be things that you need to learn that are really on the job experiences. But I was able to take a lot of the knowledge that I applied um, in the bachelor's degree because of the amount of internships that I went through. Um, you know, we had the the one day a weekers so for a little while and then a couple of days a week and the full internship really gave me an opportunity to have a lot of exposure to being in a classroom. And I think, you know, even the professors that I worked with at that time who were like my internship leads, you know, they were able to give me a lot of feedback um, and things that I could do to improve that really helped me as I went into those first couple years of teaching. Um, And again, there's always things that need to be learned on the job, but there were a lot of components that I learned through the program that I believe made me successful in those first couple of years. Um, in addition to that, when I went into the master's program, um, I knew that when I started in education that because I had the business background originally, that I always wanted to be a leader in a in a building or a leader of a district. Like that was my goal from day one when I started as a, in, in the education program. And so being able to go through that master's program, that for those people who have not gone through the master's program yet, um, the test that you take to become an assistant principal, uh, that feely exam is quite challenging. It's a seven and a half hour exam. Um and I do feel that the education that I received at St. Leo, um, along with some practice exams that I did, um, really prepared me to pass that exam on the first try. And I think that, you know, after I finished that exam, you know, not knowing if I passed it in that moment or not, and thinking like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't have to do this again. Um, knowing that I had come from a, a sound program and and some of my other peers that were in the program with me, uh, we actually all tested on the same day. And we all um, past that very, very uh, challenging multiple choice component um, on the first try. and and so I think, and that's the longer piece of it. That's the really the six hour component. Um, and knowing that we all had that same experience that were in that program at the same time um was really rewarding to us, right? to say, okay, well, we all went through the same program and we were successful on this big exam. Um, and then going into, well, and then finishing when I finished the program, Um, I did get hired pretty quickly. I finished the program in, I believe it was August. um, And I was an assistant principal by February of the following year. Um, And then I was able to take some of that knowledge that I had learned in that first school to to open a new building, uh, which was a really wonderful experience. Interesting during COVID. um, But I was able to to take a lot of the knowledge that I had learned, not only at St. Leo, but through the work experiences that I gained because of the degrees I earned at St. Leo. Um, that has been successful. And as far as like, the doctorate program, um, you know, I just finished that in December. I have not, um, I wouldn't say I've done a ton with it yet at this point. Um, I did get into the principal pool um, on my first try, uh, which was also a wonderful experience. Um, and so I did take some of the knowledge that I learned throughout the program, um, you know, the dissertation itself and being able to apply those components to what I was doing at work and, and be able to speak to some people at the district level about the work that I did and how that can benefit our district. Uh, I think was huge in getting my name out there in our county um, so people would know who I was. So when I start applying for things, you know, people have some knowledge of me uh, because a lot of times, you know, really in any field, um, there's that component of, you know, who do you know? Um, And so knowing that I you know have built some really strong relationships with a lot of people across our district, I think makes you a much more marketable person when you go for those higher level positions. And so having those experiences at St. Leo, um, without, those, without those experiences, I, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. And so um, as I start, you know, interviewing for principal jobs and things like that, you know, taking some of the knowledge that I learned through the program and then been able to apply here at work, I, I think is very beneficial.
0: Excellent. Very succinctly stated. And I appreciate all that feedback. OK, so again, we've been chatting with Dr. Julianne Usri here on the St. Leo 360 podcast and uh, Dr. Usri, first off, congratulations on your degrees, you know, particularly that doctoral degree that you just completed uh, last year and also really appreciate the time. And thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit saintleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.